What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. That's right, your favorite geeky podcast that's only available on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube. we got a very special guest tonight. Before I introduce our guest, though, I got my buddy. I, I, I point both ways now because I never know which way I'm supposed to point. <laughs> I got my buddy, Yaka. Messiah yourself, Complex Cosplay over here. How I are you doing? I am fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, I'm so glad for our guest this week because I've been looking forward to picking her brain, especially on cosplay stuff and Star Wars stuff and all the cool stuff that we get to talk about. I, I literally just, I think my last post is a picture of, of her and I and some pretty kick-ass Star Wars cosplay. So mm -hmm. uh, my own personal account. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm getting ready because we are T-minus, what, less than 48 hours before London Comic-Con. Right. That's Saturday right. and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So We're going to talk a little bit about London Comic-Con as well. We are indeed. For sure, for sure. And for those that don't know, Christina Sheer Creations is here with us today. Thank you so much for coming on, Christina. I think we were saying that in the uh, um, technical difficulties pre-show. You've never actually been on the podcast, have you? No, I haven't. Thanks well, for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming in because, guys, if you don't know Christina and if you have not seen some of her cosplays, and if you're listening to this on one of your favorite podcast platforms, come and check this video out on YouTube because we're going to show some pictures of a bunch of your cosplays. And I mean, let's be honest, you're probably the only cosplayer that I know that every single cosplay is like the real version of what the movie or show is trying to portray. Like yeah. it blows my mind how your cosplays are not just just right off the movie set, but they're oftentimes even better or, or, or more real than what you find on uh, the movie sets. So... I'm looking forward to showing off some of your pictures. Our boy thanks Peter again for Colin, coming along. Yeah, our boy Peter calling her a phenom, and I think that's that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good comparison. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yep. Uh, we got a bunch of people in the chat already. Uh, Megan, producer Jen, obviously. Uh, Michael is there. Uh, we got Lindsay. Jamie. We got Eric. We got Andrew. All yeah. That. So hi everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, there's already 14 people with us, so keep them coming, guys. If you got some questions for Christina, drop them in the chat. We will try to get through them as much as we can. Do you want to maybe start a little by telling us, like, what's your cosplay story? How did you get into cosplaying? What was your thing? Uh, way back 2016 was my first costume, uh, which started with a stormtrooper. Um, before that, never really did much of any sort of cosplay. Uh, I do Halloween at my house. I've done Halloween for like 16 years at my house. Uh, so I dress up for Halloween costumes, but other than that, never anything else. But Star Wars, I've been a huge Star Wars my whole life. And uh, a friend that I worked with, who's also in the 501st, had a Stormtrooper costume that he was selling. And I bought his costume I needed, I had to replace about half of it because it didn't fit me for size. And that's how I got started. Uh, I always just was always wanted to have a Stormtrooper costume. That was always, always the big thing. Uh, and I remember seeing like ads in the 90s and magazines for like buy a Stormtrooper costume, but how would you ever build that? I have no clue how to build anything back then. Um, but I got this Stormtrooper costume, rebuilt it, 
and then ordered a second Stormtrooper costume and built that one from scratch. And then from there, it just kind of exploded. In the first year, I did four costumes. Uh, and then the next year, I added another three. Were they all Star Wars costumes at first? The first four were Star Wars. I did two Stormtroopers off the bat. Yeah. One's like a stunt and hero. So the hero is like the like what Luke or Han would have wore, right? So it has mm -hmm. more higher details. And then I did my Tusken Raider. Yeah. And then I did my Sand Trooper. Oh, wow. All in your first year. All my first year. Now, the Sand like Trooper that you swinging. still have yeah. and the, the uh, Tusken... All of them except for the Sand Trooper. I sold the Sand Trooper. Oh, did you really? Uh, okay. And, and the Tusken Raider, we can see the, the headpiece right behind you there. Tusken Raider is behind me. Uh, so That's kind of like my, my favorite Star Wars costume. As my mm -hmm. Always gets huge audience lo loving because of the sounds and everything. So, Wait, did you say you have two Stormtrooper costumes? Is that what you said you had? I do. Hmm. Okay. Interesting that. We should have a conversation. Two Stormtrooper helmets just kind of sitting up there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. I'm like, does anyone really need two? Because like you have two and I have none, and I feel like you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, that's cool. So the love of Star Wars, obviously, from all of our youths. Like I don't, I don't know how old you are. I'm going to assume you're at least within the ballpark of our age group, since we all get along so well. So was it that original trilogy? Did you find that the sequels spoke to you more recently, or the prequels when they came out in the late '90s, early aughts? Like, what's What's your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars that kind of gets me? It's always the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then Rogue One. Yeah, fuck them kids, man. Uh, Fucking sequels. Rogue One was prequels. so good, wasn't it? <clears throat> I disagree. I'm I'm one of the few that doesn't enjoy oh, Rogue One, but like um, one. you know, I shouldn't say that. I'm very like in the middle. It's very like it's a six for me kind of thing. It's very much like a it's okay, but it's not great. But anyways. <clears throat> But that's that that's that's mm. cool. So why then, like when it comes to you picking what you're going to cosplay, like obviously the first one was based on availability at the time and you'd always want to do a stormtrooper. So everything that you've done post that, whether it be Star Wars or the Cylon or the Nazgul or whatever, what 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 is the inspiration? Like, where do you need to get to before you're like, I'm going to be that I want to do that? I have to love the character. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then I only I really only cosplay characters that suit my body type. Like my height, I'm tall. I'm six foot two. Yep. Um, so I generally tend to do costumes that are around my height or taller, because uh, I it just it just works better for me. I am a bit of a perfectionist. I'm sure. What? <laughs> you don't say. Um, no way. And it's just it's always been that way. I mean, I started uh, professionally in, in animation for my career as an artist. Um, so you had to be perfectionist with your art right you know you're doing stuff for for, for television and you had to do the highest quality you could so as always you got to do the best you can so when i started it was like it's got to be the best so that's a, that's always been the anything i do it's i i put everything into it i was just gonna say clearly that's still the mantra based on the stuff that you're coming out with now mm -hmm. our buddy wayne here has got a two-parter for you what's the <laughs> coolest thing about cosplay and what's the toughest thing about cosplay Ah, uh, the coolest thing is definitely some of the awesome crowd reactions you get. You know, some characters just wow people. Um, some yeah, people yeah. tell me about it. Look at these guys throw those predators on and they can't move in a place. So they, they, they know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, and I've done a predator. So I, I know it's like it. You know, 
not all my costumes get like huge love. Some of them are hits and miss. Some people love them. Some people don't. Um, Which is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing either. I mean, yeah, the hardest thing is because I am a perfectionist is how long it can take on some of these to build. You mm -hmm. know, my Mando, I spent two years. Is that building. the longest time that you spent on a single cosplay, you think? Yeah, continually working. I yeah. mean, my, my best being Luke that I just finished for Fan Expo. That was on and off for five years, but that was just waiting for parts, you know. Yeah. But the Mando was literally working on it almost every other week for two years. And is it one of those things like a lot of the rest of us which, where it's like, there's almost like certain level, like I get it to a point where I can wear it at a con and feel okay with it, but I still know that like there's, there's never a time where I just look at a costume and go, that's perfect the way it is. Like, there's always like, I could, this could be better. I could replace that. That could be good. Like, are you one of those two where it's never really fully done? Or do you finally get to a place where you're like, okay, like this is as good as it's going to get. And I've spent two fucking years on this. Like when you look at Mando now, your Mando is the best thing I've ever seen. Is that, can you look at that and be like, it's, it's totally dead. It's totally cool. Or do you still see stuff that you're like, eh. still some stuff I've done upgrades on it. You know, I've yeah. worn it for like two years now. Yeah. Uh, I recently replaced the boots. I got the Skechers boots that they use in the show and got the leather covers to go on them. Um, I replaced my chest plate because the scale was just off. Um, you know, I had replaced the shoulders originally because the scale was off. Um, there's lots of little things that you just keep tweaking. Yeah. And now that I've worn it several times, you know, it needs a little adjustments here and there. Yeah, yeah. No, that um, makes sense. I added the jetpack recently, and the jetpack's been a bit of a bit of uh, a challenge to wear yeah. uh, it needs to be a it needs to be figured out a little better connection system but that's fair uh jennifer is going to ask a question that's going to kind of leapfrog into another one so where do you get all the parts or do you make it all yourself and i'm going to kind of like bookend that with a little obviously you're a member of the 501st and the rebel legion yes yes that must be helpful when it comes time to start sourcing out this stuff with all the different people that are wearing these top shelf top level costumes that are so utterly screen accurate that must be a wonderful resource when it comes time to try to put something like this together yeah yeah normally it is i mean normally there's a forum for each sort of costume um there's facebook groups now it used to be more website based you go to a website specifically for that type of like bounty hunter website and you find all the different information mm -hmm. now there's a facebook group for mando you go there and you find everything out the problem with my mando is i started building it when the show first premiered um there was no standards for how the costume should look how it should be put together it was we were it was all trial and error so right i went through a couple flight suits on that because the first flight suit didn't work I redid the leather a couple times. I replaced different parts over and over. Went through probably three capes before I got the right one. <laughs> Two helmets, a um, couple sets of hip plates. Had rigid hip plates. Now they're flexible hip plates. So there's always little tweaks. And then you know the trouble with the, with the Mando is every season they tweak the costume. Right. They mm. add. Parts parts so you know I was, I was almost done and then the second season came out and they replaced and added parts so it was like oh now i gotta get that part <laughs> so, so mm -hmm. when it comes time to sourcing stuff like that like mando obviously is a little bit of an exception because you were you were kind of like ahead of the curve on it but like if, if you wanted to do i don't know like a snow trooper tomorrow like do you have resources do you make a lot of the stuff or do you end up sourcing it i i buy kits from makers and then i assemble and paint them 
Um, some parts I've built myself, like my Mando, the leather, I did most of the leather work myself. Um, and, but the, the, the armor I bought as a kit, you know, from, from guys and, and, but then you got to paint and assemble and, and I do all the weathering. So uh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Did you want to talk a little bit about how you got that sick ass paint job on there? That's the aluminous luminester paint. Uh, so you, yeah, okay. So you you went the expensive route. Uh, yeah, and then it's all weathered with oil paints. <laughs> yeah, as far as I understand, luminester is exactly what they used on the set. That's exactly, the actual paint yeah, they used exactly for the suit. Yeah. yeah. Our boy Wayne's asking here. I'm currently looking into making my own Star Wars original character. Who should I talk to for some Sith clothing? I don't know if you do any Sith, do you? I don't do any Sith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's not my. Uh, She's a good my, guy. Come on. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to do Darth Vader. Um, oh yeah. I have the for it, but yeah. it's you know, it's another expensive costume. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the a man lot of pieces to that costume more too. expensive than the Darth Vader, but um, but I've also seen guys who have the Darth. Darth Vader, and it's not the most comfortable one to wear. No, no, it sure is. And I don't know a couple of guys that do it. And yeah, they're always unhappy <laughs> when they're wearing that suit. They love the reaction, but they absolutely hate having to wear it around. So, and I've got ones that are very uncomfortable to wear. And oh, I think we've all got those, right? More comfortable. Uh, Wayne saying, I love your Captain Carter cosplay, Christina. What was it? What was it that you say, yes, this is a character I want to cosplay? So, what was it about Captain Carter specifically? Because you put a lot of time well, after into that cosplay too and it came out so fucking good yeah that, that was a tough one i mean I, I watched the what if series and and just immediately fell in love with the character i mean how uh, could you not she was the best part of that whole series so the best part and you know it was like she's this woman she takes she takes the super soldier serum comes this giant superhero and for myself i was just like you know i'm six foot two i kind of fit the build for this character yeah um so that was that was real i was like this is like the perfect costume for me so i you know and at that point there's nothing like off the shelf you could buy other than the shield right um so i took images from the cartoon and being an artist i drew out all the costume pieces i got as many references as i could got images of the toy the hot the hot toys action figure and just you know tried to figure it out sketch out how i worked and then i worked with a seamstress and went to her house and we plotted out a rough costume like uh, a cloth costume went over once it was fitted and then we sat with a marker and marked up the whole body of where all the stripes and everything line up and then i just had an amazing seamstress who could sew it all together and put all the finishing details on um yeah our friend megan every saying so badass and mm -hmm. nada is saying the captain carter was the one that made me a big fan it might be my fave yeah the leather the, uh the leather gaiters i made um the leather shoulder straps the buckles I, I designed the buckles based off what's in the cartoon and then i contacted uh someone who does 3d and they sculpted a 3d version and printed them for me nice so it was, it was a, a big one but it, it's it's fun it's dope is what it is because uh -huh. i think the you suit were just, you is were not just yeah the suit's also like, like a canvas type material right yeah like it's, a, it's a heavy uh, Material, yeah, like uh -huh. a Cordova or whatever, because you wore this at Fan Expo last year, yes. Yeah, 
Yeah, because yeah, I think that's at Drew's booth, if I'm not mistaken, is what that photo is. That is at Drew's booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew's booth was right across from us at our booth at Fan Expo last year when we had that really sweet cherry spot at Fan Expo last year. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about this year's spot. But, yeah, it was that costume. was Same thing. Like, we saw you win it. And, we like, we were all over our booth. And we, they were, like, kitty corner. We're watching you shoot. And we're all kind of, like, fascinated <laughs> by, like, like, that looks like that looks like the cartoon come to life. Like, that's just so, so, so dope. And now that was I know the there's first con I got to hang out with you guys. Yeah, I think yes, yeah, for sure that you managed to come over the booth, yeah. and then when you showed up in your Nazgul and we were all doing Lord of the Rings, that was uh that blew my mind. Bonkers. That do we have a picture of that? Hang on, I got to go through. Oh yeah, the checker account is definitely going to be on there. So let me ask you some of the cliche. Let me ask you a couple of the cliche questions that always get asked as far as that goes. So the first is, do you have a personal favorite of all your cosplays? And second, is there a dream cosplay or something that you just haven't quite, whether it be a financial issue, whether it be a time frame issue, whether it be whatever, is there that one sort of white whale costume that you haven't quite done yet? You still want to do this in the back of your mind? Uh, you know, my favorite, I, I kind of like my Tuscan Raider is my favorite. You know, I, yep. I've had that one for a long time. I wear it all the time. Uh, I try to wear it at every con at least once. And people uh, love it. You were saying too, right? Like they really get into it. You yeah. know, I, I wear my Mando a lot more because everyone wants to see Mando. He's popular right. and everyone loves the character. And yeah, you know, it's a big, huge draw. Sure. Uh, there's one I've been sort of toying about making and sort of been back and forth on it a bit. But uh, and that's Captain America from What If, but zombie Captain America. Aha, oh, nice. yes. Friggin' right. Uh, that would be wicked. And I'm always back on the fence about it. And I've sort of plotted out how to do it. But I think that would be cool. That would absolutely be cool. Yeah, that'd be uh, really cool. <laughs> mm. ah, is there anything you're currently working on right now? Or are you just kind of like resting on your laurels with all your completely badass kick-ass costumes? Uh, I've got a Ghostbusters costume. Yeah, we can see your proton pack behind you. Pack behind me. I've got all. I've got everything for it. Uh, I just have to finish, finish it. Uh, it's been sitting idle for the whole summer. <laughs> As it well, it's been a pretty busy summer. Let's be fair, right? Like the pandemic's over. We all had to go back to work and back to cons. We can't just sit around anymore and work on shit, right? So, yeah. Is that when most of the work on Mando happened during the pandemic? It all happened during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, sense. I was I was working a lot during the pandemic. Um, yeah. I was working you know seventy eight hours a week. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, when I had free time, I would work on the Mando. Can we talk a little bit about your job, Christina? What you do specifically? Of course, uh, I work uh, in film and television. I'm uh, a line producer. Um, so what, currently- what what is that to help help the people out? What a line producer is? So it's basically I heard cats. Um, <laughs> I do the budgets and schedules for TV series and films. Um, and then as a line producer, I manage it all the way through production. So I'm responsible for all the costs to make sure that the film stays on budget and on schedule. So if so, head's got a role when either of those come through, is that your yeah, head? I, I hire crew, I hire pretty much all, a lot of the artists and then, you know, have to manage everyone along the whole way. And, so if, you know, a, if a film does go over budget or over schedule or both, is it your head? Like, is always, that your ass on the line or is that? It falls on my shoulders. <laughs> the, directors, a while. the directors sometimes can be out of control and, but they, it ne- almost rarely never falls on them. It's always the line producer's fault. So 
is there like a favorite project that you've worked on in the past that you could reveal that you were a line producer for? Like, I know what, what you're talking about since you seem to be on the more logistic side of things, as opposed to like, you're not like on the set and seeing she's seen shot and interacting with, you know, whoever, but like what, what, what for you has been the favorite project for you to work on in the past that. I mean, my, my last film I produced was called Charlotte. It's a live action animated film for adults. Hmm. Um, and that was a very interesting, it was my first feature film. Um, so working with huge star cast and, you know, a serious dramatic script. Um, it's available on Crave if anyone wants to watch it. Hey, check out Charlotte on Crave. Um, but that, that was interesting, you know, to get into feature films. And now I'm, I'm producing another live action, uh, another animated feature film. So Oh, nice. Um, and that's sort of where my career shifted from TV to, to, to feature. To film now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, is that production on hold right now, too, because of the strikes? Or are you guys yeah. exempt because it's not you? We're, we're all going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our writers are Canadian writers, so right. okay. no impact from that. And all, as I said, our actor, we have one SAG actor, and he's already recorded, so we're, we're good. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. JSM, JSM hogging everything. You want to jump in? No, here no, no. Yeah, keep going ahead. No, I'm interested in this type <laughs> of stuff. Like, I want to know more about your perspective. I mean, you being in the industry, you probably have a little bit of a different outlook on, on the impact that, you know, the strikes, both strikes are, are, are having on the industry and, and yeah, the, the work in general, right? It has on the industry, like, okay, the writers are on strike, the actors are on strike, but that means no one else can work. So, you know, all the film crews, the, you know, camera op. Mm-hmm hair, makeup, wardrobe. Yeah, the grips, the dolly guys, like nobody's working, right? Airport guys, catering guys, all the supporting companies that work with them. Um, they're all sitting idle, you know? There's huge sound studios in Toronto that are all sitting idle, all around, everywhere. So it's a, it's a huge impact, right? Um, yeah, it's not because your production isn't getting impacted that that there are not other productions in the area in the GTA that are not being affected. There's productions probably around the world, all around the world. Yeah. Being affected by this. Yep. You know, there's Canadian films obviously that aren't being mm -hmm. affected because they have all Canadian cast and Canadian writers. That's not a problem, but um, for them, they're, they, they're probably gaining a little bit because they can hire like a list talent to work on their shows like crew that normally would be working on American series. There's a lot of Netflix and Prime series that are shot in Toronto, so they take all the best talent. Um, and they're serious, so they run for a long time. Yeah. So, Yeah, I know some of the British stuff, too. Like, I think uh, House of the Dragon is still shooting because all of the actors are not there. Uh, is it BAFTA that I'm thinking of? Or whatever the, the British... It's not... They're not SAG after anyway. Yeah, the, a lot WBA, of them so. have SAG memberships, but they yeah. also are membership in the British Union. So the, yeah, so they, I guess a lot of them are still working. So far as I know, like House of the Dragon is still filming right now because they're not strictly SAG after and, and WGA, so... Does the union look bad on that? Like if somebody is both SAG and... What did you call the one? BAFTA? In, in no, the no, no, UK? BAFTA is the award. I don't remember what the British Union is called. Well, whatever yeah. the union is, like if they're part of SAG and part of that union and then... Generally not. Oh, they can't work over here, so they're going over there and working over there. Is is British that not going to... hire them through a British union. So, mm. you know, in Canada, we try to hire them through the... If they're an American actor or Canadian actor who's both, we generally try to hire them through ACTRA. Which and is like the Canadian union, yeah? Canadian union, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. for Ontario, yeah. Are you a member of that union? I'm not. I'm a, I'm not a union employee. See, there you go. So, because you, you're on more on the sort of management side, right? 
yeah, there's a producer's guild in America, but I, I, I have to produce more films to be able to apply to that. So. I got you. Is that I the goal see. ultimately? Uh, eventually, possibly. I mean, unions are starting to try to come into Canada. I know in Vancouver, they're trying to set up in the animation departments there. They're trying to set up a union there now. So we'll see what happens. We will indeed see what happens. Is there, what's what's your Mount, Rush, uh, Mount Rushmore white whale? I keep asking these questions about the first one was about cosplay, but now it's about this. Like if you, if someone came to you tomorrow and said you could, you could get involved in any IP, you, I mean, the obvious answer would probably be Star Wars. But I mean, is there a certain IP that you would love to be involved with as far as like, let's get set outside of Star Wars. Is there another IP you'd like to be involved with on the producing <laughs> side of things that, that like one day you'd just be like, oh my God, I would love to do that or be part of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would love to be involved in the Star Wars universe. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I, 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 probably not going to happen, but... Wow, I mean, come on. We don't know. Big Hollywood, if you're listening. You know, I, I'm primarily animation. I've done, I've done some live action, but I'm primarily <laughs> animation. So, you know, it would be, you know, working like Disney or Pixar type thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently there were the Star Wars animated shows that everybody seemed to like and watch that I haven't watched anything of. So, and I've also not never watched them. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, can we can we stop for a second here and talk about the elephant in the room here? Well, Guys, apparently you're the only one that knows what the elephant looks like. I feel well, so much better that she that's hasn't watched problem. it either. So that's good. But, but that's a problem. I think that they, there's a big, big misstep right now on Disney and Lucasfilm's part by creating a show that relies on you having watched everything else before it. And that to me is a problem. Like you can't assume that everybody's going to have watched everything when you're coming out with a new property. It needs to be a new property as far as I'm concerned. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I freaking love what Ahsoka is doing. I had chills friggin' last night watching the episode. It was so dope. Can we, you okay? can we talk about it? Do you can want to talk about it quick? Do you need a moment? So we guys, got Anakin. So there's going to be some, uh, some. Uh, I shouldn't even say spoil. Like even if you watch last, if you watch last week's, you know Anakin is on. So it's. I don't know that we're necessarily really spoiling anything from this week. We're going to talk some specific stuff that happened this week. Mm. So if you want nothing to know about this week and you haven't watched it yet, then maybe you can tune out now and come back in ten or fifteen minutes or whatever. But yeah, we should probably talk about it at least a little bit. Yeah. I just spend most of this show going, everybody's really pretty and everything looks really dope, and I have no fucking idea what's going on. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I no, have to watch after shows you. that have like so. annotated stuff. So yeah. are you picking up what they're putting down, Christina? That you haven't watched I'm so glad that you haven't watched them either. God, that makes me feel so much better. I mean, it's okay to me. It's like I know everyone's like loving, loving it. I just I just don't know the character like many of the characters or backstory, and people are like, Oh my god, look at that. And I'm like it's just a scene to me. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I don't know even what that is. They're like, oh, we got his chopper. I'm like, okay. I know there's young uh, young Ahsoka, and she's holding the hand of some clone trooper. And yeah, everyone's make. I don't know who the clone trooper is. And Neither do I. And I'm like, is this important? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of that too. And I'm wondering, like, well, I don't know if I'm missing something. Like, I don't know what I'm missing. So part of me is like, I don't care because I don't know what I'm missing. So who cares? Like, I don't know what mm -hmm. I don't know. So that's fine. But at the same time. Like, I knew, like, as soon as that episode came out on Tuesday, fucking everybody was talking about it. And especially the people that had, that are big Filoni fans that had watched the animated stuff. And for me, I was kind of like you. Like, 
it was scored beautifully. It looked amazing. It was great to see Hayden back, even if I wasn't a huge fan of him in the prequels or whatever. Like all that was cool, but I'm sure so much of that just went completely over my head because I'm unfamiliar. Because JS, you said you were getting like chills and stuff, and I was just like, yeah, I wasn't getting none of that. I just thought it was a decent episode. Like it was, it was well produced. It was a well produced episode type of thing. Yeah, I mean, for and this is where my problem is, right? For me, this episode was amazing because of all the callbacks. Right. You know, we see Anakin in his Clone Wars armor with the Clone Wars haircut. Like we had a full blown Clone Wars flashback in two time periods to boot when Ahsoka's little, little. And when she's a teenager, like, yeah, listen, I uh, lost my mind when we had the Anakin Vader scene. There were so many things that would just, oh, God damn, it was, I, I freaked out. And I hate the fact that you guys, right, you're the perfect example. Both of you are both massive Star Wars fans. And you can't enjoy it the way I'm enjoying it because it totally relies on you having seen the rest of the stuff. And that bugs me because do you even know where they were? No. No. See? Like, they didn't even take the time to explain what the hell the world between worlds was and why she's there and how she can be there. And I called it, by the way. She was dying. So if you haven't seen our after show, go check out our after show for the first part of the season. Uh, is that up yet? Uh, oh no, it's not up yet. It's gonna be up <laughs> soon, guys. It's gonna be up soon. Uh, but go watch it when it goes up. I mm. mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's a big misstep. I think they screwed up by not making it a little bit broader, and 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 maybe they are. I don't know. You guys tell me. Like, is it broad enough? That you can still enjoy the show and not be like, eh, this is dumb. It was tough because I felt a little lost, like when she and her and Anakin meet and they're out on this plane. I'm like, I, I don't know where this belongs in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. You know, is she dead? Is this like a fantasy moment? I, I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mind when it's necessarily like little Easter eggs. Like Mando was good for putting in Easter eggs or putting in very obvious references that anybody that's watched like the films like are going to understand and get. Mando was, especially the first two seasons, was very, very palatable for everybody. In fact, that's kind of what the problem with season three of Mando was, is again, they started to rely a little bit too heavily on what had happened in some of the animated stuff with the Siege of Mandalore and Bo-Katan and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, kind of like Steve saying here, like I'm a little lost story wise, but also I don't care much because it's still interesting, keeps you engaged. It does, mm -hmm. but it's not as accessible those first two seasons of Mando. That that should be your like mm -hmm. your guiding light for doing any of these any of these shows is is you're making because you have to make it for the masses. You can't just make it for the people that are that were into the animated series because just not a lot of people watch the animated series, especially Rebels, right? So ah. Oh. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know. And they like, want where you do you go about the from here? Like, what's so? What's people? next? Like, I understand that Filoni's getting his own film now, and and the the rumor is that it's going to sort of like take place in this Mandoverse, as they're calling it. It's going to tie all these kind of shows together and give us like a big bad, and like we're getting a big epic, whatever. But same thing. Like, am I going to have to watch like a three hour primer on YouTube to know what the fuck I'm going to be watching when I go to see the film? Cause I haven't watched every little bit of it. It's starting to feel MCU ish. Oh, it's starting 100%. to feel like if you were yeah, coming to the yeah, MCU yeah. now and you hadn't watched all the shit in the past, you'd be so lost. Like you would no idea what's going on. And so now, yeah. So I, I mean, 
I am still enjoying the show, right? Like I clearly liked Mando more and I will admit I liked Obi-Wan more, even though that kind of relied on some past, you know, knowledge or whatever. Um, I certainly like it more than I like Andor. I don't, I don't enjoy Andor. And then um, what's the other one? Oh, Book of Boba Fett. Eh, it was all right, but it wasn't great either. The best episodes of that were the Mando episodes. So, I mean, really, it's our, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, so it's ahead of some and it's behind others, but like, for a show that looks as beautiful as it does and the, the effects are so amazing and the costuming is so great and the makeup is outstanding and the actors are great. I want, I want it to be a 10 and it's like a six and a half kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because of what you're talking about. Cause I don't know who the fuck anybody is and what's going on. Yeah. I find like, the production value higher than what they've done on like Mando and book. Of yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, it definitely doesn't feel like it's shot on the volume. It feels like stages and sets. But like you're saying, it's hard to get into the story because you don't know the story. <laughs> I don't know the story at all. And uh, we were talking, I think, on the pre-show or whatever. Maybe it was on the after show that I get that we can't have just three entire. We can't have 90 minutes of exposition to like catch everybody up on shit. But like even some flashbacks cu- peppered in that weren't from this week, but some flashbacks peppered in that let me know who's who and what's what and what's going on. Like who's Jason's dad? Kanan. Who the fuck is Kanan? Like, Kanan let's was say, the Jedi on the Cool, man. Stuff. How am I supposed to know that? Yeah, that's the, again, again, that's what I'm saying. That's part yeah. of the problem. They're expecting yeah. you to care about these characters yeah. and these relationships without you really understanding what these relationships are and who these characters yeah. are, right? So, yeah. I, 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 again, I'm loving the show. I think right. that was a misstep. Uh, uh, it, it just pisses me off that again, it's Star Wars is so good now, and you guys can't enjoy it because of that. So, listen, I watch Star Wars for the plot, and the plot is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is who the plot is. Um, all right, let's let's get back to cosplay. Yeah, hang on. Uh, Nick, uh, not Nick Wayne oh. is saying, Hey guys, Nick is trying to leave comments on the podcast, but he's having problems doing that. That's because we blocked him. Uh, he's, he's probably, alive, uh, uh, you know, trying to cause that. trouble. That's why the the bots are censoring him. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. This is weird. If he's uh, if he's on YouTube, you should be able to leave a comment. If yeah, you're talking about the pre-show on Instagram, yeah, that's done. That's done. Yeah. So yeah. So you tell Nick from us. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, before we get back to cosplay, we're uh, 34 yeah, minutes in. I do yes. want to talk quickly about London Comic Con, if that's okay with you, Christina. Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, are you going to be at London Comic Con this year? I'm there Sunday. Excellent. Because I'm going to see Brendan and Latif, because they're both, you know, the two Mandos, and they're there. Yeah. Uh, I thought one of them had canceled. Oh, really? Um, I could be imagining uh, this, but I, I was I under the Jazz impression. I think just stirring up shit again. <laughs> I was under the impression one of them had canceled, but um, that's fantastic. So we're going to get to see you there. Uh, for those that don't know, we are going to be at London Comic Con all weekend. We do have a booth. Um, Real booth Sorry? Real booth this time on the con floor. Real booth that's, that's on right. the con floor. Uh, actually, we're, we're going to be basically in the same spot we were last year, although the 501st is not going to be across the hall from us this time. They're around the corner. Yeah, around the corner where that beer tent was last year, they're going to be in that area. Um, I forget what they were called, Powerhouse or something like that. Um, that's where the 501st is going to be set up. But, you know, we're still going to have a good time. Um, I don't think they've announced it yet, or it's not on the schedule yet, but I did get confirmation from our friend Jake yesterday. that We are going to be hosting two panels 
at London oh, Comic Con. Are these the beans? These are the beans. Ah, okay. I couldn't figure out what beans you were. These are about. the beans. Sorry. We're going to be hosting guys two panels at London Comic Con. So the first panel, well, actually, technically the second panel, we're going to be. You know what? Let's talk about the first one first. Kyle <laughs> Bear. Do you guys know who Kyle Bear is? Well, Jeff knows, but uh, I don't know if Christina, you know him. Well, Kyle I only Bear, know because they told us who he is. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the... Yeah, clue, so, so not only is he the voice of Gohan on Dragon Ball Z, he's also the, the voice of Dragon Ball Z. He's the narrator. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, that's him. Uh, he's done. He's got uh, 631 credits to his name. He's worked on 631 different projects. And I'm not talking about like different episodes of projects. So we're going to be doing a, a panel with him. And then Saturday afternoon, we're doing a panel guys with the Hulk himself. Lou Ferrigno is going to be doing a panel with us. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be very exciting. Uh, collaborated cosplay is saying he won a best Canadian voice actor award. No, he did not because he's actually from Louisiana. Uh, so he's not Canadian. He's American. Uh, don't let the French name fool you. He's actually Cajun. Uh, that's, that's why he's got a, a French last name. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be hosting two panels guys at London comic-con. So I'm going to probably have limited time in my predator on Saturday. You know, I'm, it's going to be like at lunchtime and after the panels and then all day Sunday. Um, this is going to be dope. It is going to be dope. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Well, Ferrigno is key saying, yeah, we are definitely going to, we've got some questions that are already set up. Obviously we're going to be polling the audience for questions as well. So those are both happening on Saturday. Mm. So I'm just going to decal the Batman and, and just host it in the Batman and probably with all the smeary eye makeup and kind of have that sweet, <laughs> no, sweet no, no, you there, need, right? you need a, you need a geeks and co t-shirt on <laughs> and you got to rep the brand, bud. You got to rep the Listen, brand. Listen, you may be the leader, but you're not my supervisor. Let's sit down. <laughs> right? Let's <laughs> Uh, so you are going to meet the Mandos in your Mando, Christina. Is that because <laughs> you have to? I mean, that's that's you, you kind of have to. Yeah, it was a little uh, bit weird. Not going to lie, knowing that it wasn't Pedro in the suit at all this past season, uh, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Did that did that affect your viewing of the third season? Do you think knowing he wasn't there ever, just doing the voice this time? Never ever he was there. That's my understanding. He was shooting last the last season, of us. Yeah, he wasn't there at all last season. Yeah. Um, it was just voiceover work. Yeah. I mean, in reality, unless he takes his helmet off, it could just be. Oh, yeah. You never really. That was the point. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. I just thought the scenes where he was more acting with actors that he wanted to be the one doing the acting. But. Yeah, I guess he came out and thanked Brendan and Latif to, for kind of like taking up the mantle as it were for that third season. Cause he was off shooting the last of us for HBO. That's which... Why they got the screen credit at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously they want to keep his helmet on anyways, but obviously he does not take it off at all in the third season. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Slap. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Andrew. Yeah. Let's do that there. That's my compromise. I'll slap an XXL geeks and goatee over the bat suit. Problem solved. Done. <laughs> Super easy. Jamie saying that's a good call, Andrew. Yeah, like there's, we've got to make sure that we let us. Do you know what are you like? Have you signed up for a meet and greet? Like, have you already pre purchased something or are you just going to do I that have, there? Or? I have to do that yet. 
Okay. Because you'll have to let us know when that's happening because we're going to have to come over and watch you meet them and get some get some film <laughs> yeah, with yeah, that yeah, if you're okay pictures. with that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. that's going to be epic as fuck. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> okay. Can we get back to her kick-ass cosplay yes. now, now that I've picked her brain enough about Star Wars and her job? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like an asshole. Come on to our cosplay podcast. It's been 20 minutes talking about anything that's not to do with cosplay. I want to talk about my favorite cosplay for a second. Oh, fuck uh, me, man. Like, this was the coolest fucking thing. This was insane. Ah. So. It makes me want to put my Boromir on right now. Yeah, what you're seeing here, guys, and what you may not understand is a full-blown Nazgul with actual metal armor. And when Christina walks around in this armor, it clangs. It's... I've never seen anything like this. It just blew my fucking mind. Um, tell us a little bit about how you went about putting this together. And first of all, the armor. Where, 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 where's the armor from? So there's a company called Crop Circle that's based out of, I believe, Markham. And Scott, who runs it, makes all this armor. He made my Cylon armor as well. Uh, nice. This one actually is... Uh, I've always wanted to do Nazgul. Like, I'm a huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? And it's it's always been a dream costume for me, but it was always out of my, out of my reach. Um, and a member... I think from Edmonton or Calgary 501st had this costume and then put it up for sale. And so I bought this costume used from, from someone. Oh, okay. And I had to modify it. I tweaked it a lot and did a bunch of changes to it and, and replaced some pieces and such, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi. But it's it's you know it's 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 a heavy heavy one to wear. There's it's about mm. fifty pounds of steel armor because uh, there's, there's the shoulders. There's full yeah. leg armor all the way up to the up, up to your waist. Yeah, uh, and then the metal gauntlets. Um, I have the metal swords, but obviously at the cons I have I have con safe swords that I use. Um, and then there's like three robes that go on over top, and then there's a giant hood that's you know sits about seven or eight inches above my head. So that's a big headpiece that goes on as well. Oh, okay. So that, that's how you're getting the height there. Okay. Yeah, my head is like half in the middle of that middle of that hood. So right. There's a big gap above my head. And the what? You just got some black mesh there to so you can still see. Yeah, there's the, a black mesh over my face, and yeah. then um, yeah, there's a big plastic form that shapes the hood. Um. Okay. There's, Wayne. There's Wayne. Wayne's. Guy. Wayne has to leave. It's a Mando meeting. It's mandatory. Okay, Wayne. <laughs> uh, uh, Wayne, yeah, yeah, you're, you're all cut done, off, Wayne. Bud. Yeah, he's gonna get booted. <laughs> um, yeah, you can get a, you can see a good shot of the leg armor here. Um, no, this actually, was fucking insane. Like, I this was like yeah. everything I, I've ever wanted to see in a costume. Like, and again, like it makes me like all I want to do is put on my Boromir right now and just like start prancing around my room in it because it's like this, this is like, a huge, this... huge fan favorite. Obviously, I got yeah. I mean, look at every it. ten feet when I walk in this thing. Yeah, people love it. People are always amazed. They're always looking in the dark cavity for your face. Yeah, of course, um, they freak out a lot, a lot of the time. So, so you must have like no, like you have to have a handler with this because you've got almost no vision already in front of you. You clearly don't have any peripheral vision. You're not going to see down at all. Like. I can see clearly forward 100%. Yeah. 
Yes, but you got nothing here. I have no peripheral. You got no, nothing I'm, probably down either. I almost never have a handler when I'm in my costumes. Oh, wow. No, but for some, it would make sense. But for this, like, I would think you'd have to have at least somebody that you're hanging out with that day to kind of help you to get through crowds or get to a certain destination or whatever. Like, are you just I sorting work. people out of the way? I just kind of work my way through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what the swords are for. They bounce into me and they generally like, oh, ow. Because, you know, they're... it's real armor. Yeah. Well, yeah, next cute. time, if you're going to wear this and I'm going to be there, let me know. And I'll, I'll <laughs> Boromir and I'll just like hack and... People hate Boromir anyway. He's such a dick. So I'll just like right. hack and slash my way through the crowd and it's, uh, get you through there. Because, yeah, this is just... It's just... Yeah, I, it's just I am awful. working on upgrading this one to the Witch King from, Ret from Return mm -hmm. of the King. Right. So mm -hmm. with the full shoulder pauldrons and... And, and headpiece and everything. Crown. Yeah. So that will hopefully be next year. It's so, that's, so that's cool. Hopefully, as that happens next year. You yeah, said it's 50 pounds yeah. for the metal legs? Ugh. So how long can you stand? And What are you, like, two, three hours in this max before you just got to take it off? Well, last con, when I wore it at Fan Expo last year, because I did the photo shoot with the four hobbits in it. Um, oh, right. Okay, that makes which sense. Which was yeah. a bit of a chore, because we did that walk um, from the north, from the south to the north building right. uh, and back. That was the longest I was ever in it, which I think was about four hours. Yeah, um, and it was pretty, pretty fatigued. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. You get armor bites in that costume. It's like you know, it breaks the skin. You so you've got some bleeding on your legs and stuff. When there's Oof. So. We suffer for the art. Uh, mm -hmm. Producer Jen is volunteering to be your handler. She's a pro at it now. <laughs> So, <laughs> Megan saying, "Not a mule, Jen." Yes, we we don't call you guys handlers anymore. You're mules. Remember who was mules. it that said we had? One of our guests was calling. I think that was mule. Rob that was, was that talking about the mule. No, Rob called them out. Somebody else called them a mule. Oh, it was one of our know. guests. Yeah, us mules prefer handler. Well, I mean, we're gonna call you. What we're gonna call you a mule. So, anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> so that's that was gonna be pain in the ass. Now, of course, we we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on your predator because, of course. That's a big part of who the Geeks and Co. are. Now, I know you don't have it anymore, but at one point you had, well, that. For those of you listening, we're showing a picture of this absolutely insane Predator costume that Christina had at one point. Uh, can you give us a little bit of detail on this one? So, yeah, this is a full latex Predator costume, uh, head to toe. Uh, basically, 99% of your body is covered in, in latex. Um, very hot, very uncomfortable. Um, I think I was about 6'10 in this costume. Um, there's a little, there's about three or four inches in the feet. And then the head, obviously you gain a bunch of head. Cause you can see where my eyes are and my head's not yeah. that. Yeah. Um, pretty so awful. you need to be helped into a costume like this. Like you can't just put that on by yourself. Yeah. This one took two people and an hour and a half to put on. Ooh. And then about an hour to take off. Fuck me. Wow. Uh, and the big problem with this one is after you wore it, it had to be repainted because the, the latex, the paint rubs off the latex. Yeah. So you basically, I wore this four times and had to repaint, be repainted. Every four. time? Yeah. And is that ultimately what led to you selling it? Uh, no, it was the impracticality because to line up two people for, you know, it's a Saturday at a con, you want to wear it because it's Saturday. And to say, hey, can you give up two hours of your time to? And then this one, you kind of do need a handler with. Um, it's really you get really hot in this one. Like the last time I wore it, I almost got to the point of heat exhaustion. Like I could start feeling a little lightheaded. 
Ooh, yeah, it's not good. Okay, get me to the room. I got to get this off. Like, it's just, I'm at my peak. I'm at my limit. So did you have to go in for like full body casting and like that type of thing to get it to the, to this point? Cause you're saying like you're head to toe latex, right? Yeah. I worked with a company called Weaver, which is out in St. Catharines and they had a cast basically for this female predator that they made. So they pulled the cast and I went and then tried on the suit. It didn't fit. So they had to modify the suit to fit me. Okay. So then they added pieces to it. Um, and then I basically took a blank design and then I did the paint job. I figured out how I wanted it to be painted. So now, what I, about like all the accessories, like the gauntlets and the armor pieces and stuff? Was that all part and parcel of when you purchased it or did you have to source those out separately? The, they, it came with pieces. Um, they came with foam gauntlets uh, and I wanted resin ones. So mine are all resin. So I, I ordered resin parts and assembled them all myself. Those are resin claws. Uh, the necklace I replaced, the neck, the collar, the neck collar I replaced, that's from a different predator. Um, so I, I did a lot of upgrades on this one. And but is it something, sorry, is it something you'd want to explore again, just maybe a little more practical or like I've spent, I've done would, my bit, I spent my time, I'm good. I would do a predator again. I would do, it would be done a little differently, but, but I would, I would do a predator again. I'm sure the boys would love to hear the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, any time. I have a female predator because yeah, I, I don't think we've ever seen time. a female predator before as far as in our travel. Well, we've seen a couple person. of other predators, but yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, if I did another one, it'd probably be the jungle predator. Mm -hmm. um, and But it would be the with no helmet. It would be with the moving mandibles. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the new reef head pieces are fully pretty animatronic. Uh, I don't know how they work, but yeah. They're pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, if I was doing a dream costume, it would be the alien from Aliens. You oh, know? yes. The Xenomorph. The Xenomorph. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We got Rob working on it, trying to figure it out. We're trying to get We're going to shove poor Megan into it and have her crawl around and do shit I in it. But... My dream costume, all my dream cosplays, I don't, probably don't proceed, progress on because they're all generally ones that require handlers. Like, right. Right. And it's just, it's just tough to line up people to be able to guarantee. You if only, it. if only you knew people that like had a booth and, and like only, had only. people with like a, like a change room and they had people like literally like yeah, volunteering I mean, as tribute, guys. hand pink waving here. So I'm just, I'm just saying yeah. we how have mules. They will help you. Or your predators. I mean, I would have kept my predator and would have. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So don't let that stop you from having, if, if help is needed, help, help is here. Yeah. Help will, help will be provided to anybody at Hogwarts that needs it. So like this, like that's, that's bonkers. Like that's crazy. And a lot of the armor here is you, I think you were saying it's latex built right into the suit, right? It's glued onto the suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause this one has the mesh over the, over the paint job, which I probably wouldn't do again because the mesh rubs the paint. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, I guess it would, right? Fishnet yeah. Sense. So when you move that fishnet moves and then you get all these wear marks wherever the wherever it rubs against. Right. So yeah. yes. <laughs> Jeff so Jen is gonna give it to it's tough it. because it's uh it's a one piece. Where if mm -hmm. I would do a predator again, it would be a two piece. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lin Lindsay's yeah. hitting you up White Walker. Yeah, that'd be a pretty cool one too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When Game of Thrones was popular, I almost did one. Yeah. I could I could see you really killing a White Walker for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is that a property you're into as well, Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, I was a huge fan of Game of Thrones when it came out. Me too. You a big fan of... Uh, um... Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. 
I think the second time I watched it, it was better. Mm-hmm. Kind of Definitely too. has a not as the same level of complexity as Game of Thrones no. had for sure. So it's yeah, it's really just the two rivals and and the people that are surrounding those two rivals mm. as opposed to 47 different families that are all vying for shit. So, yeah. And, and for me who never got into game of Thrones to begin with, like when people are talking about game of Thrones, it's always like, there's so much going on that it's like, yeah, whatever this was simple and it was concise and it was, you know, yeah, a lot and, of my and it was Matt Smith. Are, let's be honest. I mean, are, for, uh, older cause older costumes, like from older franchises. Cause the stuff I grew up with, like my sideline, obviously, you know, from early seventies and mm-hmm. and my Planet of the Apes was the other one, you know, because before Star Wars was Planet of the Apes. And for me as a kid, I had all the Planet of the Apes action figures and and uh that was uh the big thing. So you and I were talking about this, I think was it just this past was it Fan Expo? You were talking about how you went about, especially with the mask, how you went about with the prosade and, and how you put the mask on so that it would kind of move with your face when you would speak and emote and stuff. Give us a little bit yeah, of detail this, on this that. I had a, a full head cast done of my head. Uh, I went to a makeup studio in Toronto and they're guys that work on the Star Trek series and they did a head cast for me. And then I shipped that head cast to LA to a guy who makes the prosthetics. And then they do a foam, foam prosthetics so it's foam latex, so it's spongy and it moves, and then you glue it onto your face with prosade. And then when you move, it emotes, right? So if you blink or squish your face or open your mouth and close, it opens and mouths with it. So it's a it's a pretty cool costume. Wow. I mean, there's quite a bit of makeup still there. Like the 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 prosthetic doesn't go all the way up to your eye, right? Like there's there's quite uh, a bit of area that you have to put makeup in, correct? Probably less than a finger's width. Oh really? Oh wow. Oh, there shit. is a bit of blending that goes on when it gets applied there. Now, I'm assuming the rest of the costume is a lot of, because this is, like you're saying, I mean, this is an older property. It was enormously popular at the time, but we're literally talking about something from the 70s and the 80s and stuff. So how yeah. do you go about sourcing the, the rest of the gear as far as some of the detailed work that you've got on? Did you have to make some of that yourself with the leather work, or did you have to source it out? This is all sourced from a company in, in L.A., and do they specialize in this kind of stuff, like retro gear? Or did you have to like tell them, like, I need this or I need that uh, kind of company thing? called Ape Mania? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, well they, that explains it. They okay. make yeah, the, like one of the makeup artists worked on this on the films, so he has a team of people, and there's a huge ape community in LA, and they do groups. So <laughs> huge ape community in LA. Ah, you have the only done this things in you're going to hear on the Geek Boutique, guys. You're uh, only going to hear someone say that on the Geek I Boutique. I think like 2019 was probably the last time I did this. So this one sits on a mannequin in my basement because it's far too nice to have hanging in a closet. Uh, but it will come out again next year. Absolutely. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, I can't so wait cool. to see this. I haven't seen this in person. When I walk around and when you talk and move and your face moves, people freak out. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Like it's not a mask. It's like it looks like your faces. Yeah, that's you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm much prettier than this. Fuck was off. this is this mask essentially done the way that the masks were done when they filmed the original movies? Uh, slightly. Like the original movies, they glued prosthetics onto the. Yeah, face. they were multiple piece, right? And then they yeah. put a wig on over top and then blend it out in between. Mm. So this is all those face pieces, but then glued onto a face. So it's basically a giant, like a black hoodie. That you put on so the wig is attached to the hood and the face is glued to the hood so then you glue the face prosthetics to your face but it's attached to a a, a skin underneath so 
bonkers. Very, very similar to the the way. Absolutely bonkers. And guys, like I was saying, that that looks like so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. People, people love it. Yeah. Just aping around like that with your gun and everything else and talking to people with the ape. Like that's gotta be like, yeah, that's gotta be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of your guys, like, like Din and like the Nazgul, like some of them are just like the strong silent type, but that one, I mean, I would go for that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like sometimes it's fun to have ones where you can be a little more extroverted and you have other ones where you can be a little bit more demure and like, it's nice to have that kind of range of stuff to work on, right? How many how many total cosplays do you have at this point? Uh, I think about seventeen. Seventeen, eh? Yeah, damn That's nuts. And what's so is the Tuscan your oldest? No, I guess it would still be the Stormtrooper, right? Uh, Stormtrooper would be the oldest. Yeah, both in the same year. Um, oh, that's right. You did four that first year. Oh, yeah, you got those two Stormtrooper costumes. That's right. One of which would probably fit me. Anyways, um, I'm doing another Cylon as well, a gold Cylon. Oh, oh, really? Have two Cylons too. Look at that. Wow. Actually, yeah, yeah I think we have a picture of, be of in touch. your Cylon here because that's also pretty freaking crazy. Now, this one's a, a, a more specific property with the Cylons, especially the Cylon that you're doing because it's from the original Battlestar Galactica yeah, series. So, Battlestar Galactica, so, do you find that like the more, like, it's, it's kind of like with the apes too? Like, the costume is, a, is such an eye grabber because it's, it's all the chrome and the, the red flashing light. But do you find there are people that, that genuinely don't know what it is? Like, especially like, oh, yeah, wearing, all yeah, kids, they have no clue. What yeah, they yeah, are, yeah, so yeah, the Cylon is amazing, is what Keith is saying. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Like, it's it's bonkers. It's so cool. I was supposed to reboot it on Peacock, but it got canned. So. Yeah, I had heard about that. They were going to reboot like the the OG one, not the one that we got back in. Uh, Something was. They weren't exactly letting on exactly how much of the original would be there, but yeah, but it got canned. So that's that's a shame. I was hoping it'd come back and be popular again. I don't know. I liked the what was it, two thousand and one version, two thousand four, whatever it was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's fantastic. No, it's great. I loved it. It's Caprica, not so much, but yeah, Battlestar Galactica yeah. reboot. Both the miniseries and the full-blown series were. Yeah. I love them. They did a good job I, with the I writing like on it. More Lord of the Rings costumes myself. I mean, I encourage that. I, that, I, I don't have very many people that I can wear my Boromir with, so please, by all means. Yeah. I am happy to show up in Boromir. It's an easy costume to wear, and I fucking love it. And I have a I, I, that's that, it might be my most expensive costume I have. So, yeah. By all do means, you have any other uh, Lord of the Rings cosplays you want to do? Uh, I would probably either do an orc or a urukai. Yes, I, I've been wanting to do an urukai. We should do a bunch of urukais. I was just gonna say. Like a big troop of them running through the yeah. halls, and then but we and then we got to find someone to do a Saruman for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm down. Mark. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have the white face mark, and I'll just I'll fight mm -hmm. you guys, and someone mm -hmm. will have to do, mm -hmm. do and they'll have to have the bow, and you'll have to shoot me, and then I'll have to find a way to like attach arrows to my. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> <clears throat> we can do it. We have the technology. I am confident. <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild him. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Christina, I've been meaning to hit, hit you with this, but uh, I didn't have a chance. So now that we're getting a little bit later on, uh, we talked briefly when you were with us for Fan Expo. So I want to touch on this. Um, you have transitioned, and I'm curious as to how that's affected. Like, were you pre-transition when you got into cosplay? Was it post-transition? And if it was in the middle, how did that affect it was, the way you cosplayed and then how people perceived you as far as the cosplayer goes? 
it was a year into my transition. So yeah, no one, it, it was, so a lot of, no one knew me before. So there wasn't mm -hmm. any of that, like people changing over or anything. Uh, for the most part, everyone's been pretty good about it. Um, I think, I think the only time I've ever had any, like my Captain Carter, I got a bit of comments after last fan expo when I wore that. Cares mm. about it, um, which kind of put me off for a bit. Uh, but then I, you know, I came back, had a lot of public support uh, for from that. So, and I just kind of ignore those comments now when when those come in. So. Does it affect your when you're going to choose a cosplay? Does that still have an impact for you? Or is it still just, I like that character, I'm going to do that character, I don't really care what the gender expression of that character is? Uh, a little bit, it does. I mean, I, I did uh, uh, number one from Strange New Worlds just mm -hmm. recently. That was my my newest newest one, my first Star Trek. Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. Out, so I have one in every sort of genre. I have to <laughs> find a DC character so that when you guys have your DC day, I can yes. join. Um, but I think this one went over really well. It was well-received. It absolutely did. Because um, you look fucking dope. Because, again, same thing. Like she's a, she's a tall, imposing figure on that show. Yeah, she's 5'11". I'm 6'2". So, yeah. you know, it's a good height for me. Yeah. I, I think I can do it well. So No, 100%. When you do your pike, I'll, I think I'll... Of course, well. it's it's such a hard costume to wear. I put on a shirt and some pants, and then just yeah. I mean, it's put a bump it in my hair and get it as high as I can, and then just spray some I, more. I think it's the easiest costume to put on, and oh, most yeah. comfortable, so it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little yeah. It's it's easier when you got the dope ass boots too, which I'm sure I'll be able to get one of these days. But you know, I just can't. Yeah. So far, five hundred bucks for boots, man. I'm just like, ah. Yeah, they're so nice, though. I, I mean, know they are, and our boots are such shit. But I mean, they're come on, so man. cool. I mean, they're they're the kind of boots that I like, I would want to wear those boots out. Like they're yeah, so probably. cool. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't because at that price, you want to make sure they don't get damaged. But wow, they're so dope. Michael yeah. has a pair as well, and yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Jolene's got a pair. Yeah, we got a bunch of people that we know that have them. So you snuck that in there really quickly. I want to go back to that really quick. You said something about DC. You might be trying to put together a DC cosplay for our DC days. I would what, like what are you what are you thinking? How can we influence this for mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. my DC would probably be Wonder Woman? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular version of Wonder Woman you would like to do or no? Because uh, there's a bunch of different ones, right? So yeah, like the movie. Well, not the last movie, but the her first movie and the movie version the movie version yeah the the, the red and blue uh yeah traditional style yeah well michael yeah. michael michael is saying that humans human spock is waiting for y'all how happy <laughs> were you on that episode this season when he was human and had bangs yeah he'll um, never ever wear his ears or his uh, eyebrows again yeah uh lindsay's asking renaissance fest christina Ah, uh, there could be an away team in in a visiting well well no she's saying lotr on sunday i don't know what's going to happen i can't go saturday now i can only do friday and sunday for the renaissance fest yeah i was going to go gotta... sunday so i was hoping perfect. we could line yes up away team on away sunday team. perfect yes absolutely so, sunday would be perfect yes when so guys if you're going fest? to ren fest i think it's october 16th i think it's the 14th or the 16th the 17th mm -hmm. is it 15th the 17th uh whichever that weekend is in october that's when we're going to the ren fest and uh yes i'm hoping we can gather as many star wars cosplayers as we can to 
to come down and, and have a good time with that. So uh, Michael's going to 14, 15, 14. Yeah. So Michael's going to join us. Uh, I've got a gig in Chatham on the Saturday, so I can't be there, but the Sunday, uh, if Christina comes, gonna come. <laughs> yes, if Sean comes too. Oh yeah. The more star Wars people we can get, the better. We're going to start trolling. Some people. I want to walk in there with like a 10 person away team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even care by the way, it's property you are like, it doesn't, you don't all have to be strange new worlds. If you're a Trek and you've got a Trek suit, please, Wait, you want to show up in your actual Trek uniforms at the Yeah, so yeah. Megan saw this through something uh, at, at another one, 13, 14, 15, Lindsay's saying. So I'm going to do the 13th and the 15th. I got a thing on the 14th, so I can't do that day. But Megan saw something where people would show up to a Renaissance fair in their Star Trek uniforms, and then they would go to one of the vendors. And the vendor is, like, dressed up in medieval times or whatever, but then they reveal they've got, like, a badge, and they take this the away team aside like – what are you doing here? You're breaking the prime directive. You can't be here in this time frame or whatever. So we're going to try to film all that and shoot all that. Megan's agreed to do it because she'll be vending at the, the venue anyway. So we're going to make it look like it's not a Ren fair. We're going to make it look like these are actual Renaissance times. And we're, you know, we hit warp 10 and sling, slingshot around the sun and a bird of prey. And we went back in time. And yeah, so. Yep. So Sunday, October 15th, Sunday, October 15th, guys, Dorchester, Ontario, Ren, I believe it's through fairs.ca is where you can see it, but it's the Oxford Renaissance fair. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be there. Yeah. We're going to do that shit. Cause that's going to be fun. And yeah, we're going to eat, we're going to drink and we're going to do all the silly things that we normally do anyway. But uh, so you're coming to London and then you're coming to the Ren fair. Is there anything else appearance wise that you're going to be doing for the rest of this sort of con season or are things kind of like, are you in the same mode that we're in where things are just, just starting to wind down now things are winding down yeah, yeah. um yeah we're I keeping do, you busy though, in my house, so oh yes tell us about the halloween because you don't I, fuck around when it comes to halloween at your place uh, like, i heard about this set up yeah. at my house called ravenwood asylum it's on facebook um it's the whole front exterior of my entire house uh driveway everything um and then there's a haunted house inside the garage <laughs> um, and there's about 1500 kids that show up it was usually like a 35 1500? minute 35 minute lineup to get inside get uh, out of town it's about a minute and a half to go through there's animatronics inside there's scary people inside scaring people and uh yeah i've been doing this since like 2000 oh, wow. i think 2008 i'm looking at a video right now of a crowd in front of your house yeah, and there's got to be like 300 people in front of your house waiting to get in. Like that's just oh, yeah, that crowd's that long for three hours. So wow, that was always really my thing. And I build like a lot of my Halloween props. Um, so is it a neighborhood thing? Like, do some of your neighbors get in and kind of help you out? Like you said, you've got people inside doing scares I just and have stuff. Friends, so any friends who want to help, they come. Uh, Drew from. Bonkers. You know, Drew from Drew Photography, which yeah. is he comes every year and helps. He's a huge, huge fan and huge lover of Halloween. So he always comes with some some people and wherever I can round up and help. Oh, always the big giant skeletons too. Yeah, I got That's the two crazy. skeleton uh, scarecrow. There's another. There's about four or five new props for this year. So, so that same thing with the cosplay. You're just building new pieces every year, like you're upgrading it every year. Yeah. There you go. Um, Always making this something new. And Jennifer saying that that's it. We're filming a video at Christine's house. <laughs> I started the Christine's house show. this there year. You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start start setting up in the next week, and then it takes me about six weeks to set up. So, 
I mean, I would think the Predators would be a pretty good, uh, pretty good addition to that uh, that little that little thing. So I think I think you should dig. I should definitely should shoot up and go over and check it out on Halloween. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. Is it is, Halloween night? Is is I mean, it must be busy. I mean, you tell me. Like, are you just opening the haunted house Halloween night and that's it? Yeah. 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 That's a lot of work for one night, eh? It is a lot of work. It's pretty exhausting. I mean, me and Rob used to do stuff for Halloween every year, and and yeah, I mean, we didn't ever went this big, and and months of work of prepping and building, and all for a couple hours of, you know, I mean, it's a fun couple hours, but it's like building a costume for a con, you know, you you work and build a costume, and then you wear it for a few hours or a day, and then sometimes it doesn't get worn again for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, fair. true. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 totally true. Where do you where do you store it all? Like where where does where does it all go? I've got a spare bedroom for all my costumes. Yeah, so it's like three quarters. There's a spare bed in there, but every other branch of the room is costumes <laughs> and, and stuff for the Halloween stuff. And the, host, the Halloween stuff's all in the garage, and then I have a shed at the side of the house that I built to store stuff in as well. Damn, you know when you're building additional buildings to store your props <laughs> and decorations. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're into it. Like, like a shout out to our boy Snowhawk there, uh, Mr. Ed. Also built an entire like bunker. He calls it to store all his GI Joes in, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. not a small building by the it's way. Like a garage. And it's packed to the tits with yeah. GI Joe shit. So I've been in it. It's insane. So yeah, no, I get it, man. It's, again, we it's it's, yeah. it's 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 the art, right? Is that so? I think we talked about it before, but as far as getting into cosplay, like Halloween was the gateway drug, obviously. I, th I think a little bit. I mean, I love being in costume. You know, I have the zombie costume that I wear and, mm. and they all just know me and, and uh, uh, kids love it. And then when I did the Stormtrooper, you know, Toronto Comic Con was like my first con in 2016. And, and you just got a huge, huge, huge attendance and people just love it, right? Yeah. People come up and they're like, oh my God, a Stormtrooper. It's so cool. So. Is that the birth of the zombie the zombie cosplay was that did that kind of come about so you could add that into your halloween display or is the two are they mutually exclusive uh the zombie costume is yeah it's part of my halloween yeah because oh. it's dope yeah. <laughs> so or uh that was before stormtrooper so oh is it okay oh, really okay. oh okay okay so that do you wear that ever like we can see it in the background there do you wear that every year or yeah, i do that wear that every year for halloween um, that's awesome all the kids know me in the neighborhood and yeah. We gotta stop. We gotta go in. We gotta stop there, man. We gotta go. We gotta check this we gotta out. We gotta plan it. Yeah, we gotta plan a trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gotta We're make doing, it. Uh, like the Niagara Falls horror thing. That oh, the Frightmare thing. Frightmare, I went to yeah. the very first one. I got invited there by somebody, and I went as Negan when Negan was popular at the time. So I got to like go for free and check it out. But it, it was the very first one. It was small. It was not a big event at that point. And I understand it has grown since then. So pretty big now. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it was weird at Fan Expo this year that they completely excised all the horror out of that con. Yeah, the whole horror section that. was gone, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, it's it's still a popular genre. They're coming out with horror movies every year, and they and they do well in the theaters. Like, dude, their main celebrities at the show were the oh, cast we're all from Scream. Scream. I know, so stupid. Why not have something? Horror something? No, yeah. no. And that have... whole horror section was completely gone. Yes, hundred percent. We need three more aisles of anime bullshit. To, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, 
cool anime things that people enjoy. The kids, the, they like the, the anime stuff. So One of the comments that I've heard a lot from a couple of different people, well, from a bunch of people really now, is a lot of people are annoyed about you go to the North Building and you see a bunch of booths, and then you go to the South Building and then you see a bunch of the same booths. Right. And it's like, well, what? Like, what's the point? Like, why? Like, I get that they're paying for two spots, but me as the person that pays to attend your show, what's the point of me going from building to building if all you're going to give me is the same thing in double, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand. That seems like bad. I think they get that a lot of their me. a lot of their visitors are single or two day visitors, and they'll only hit one building. They won't necessarily hit both buildings. Like, if you only go on Saturday, are you really going to spend the two hours it's going to take you to get from one building to the other, or are you just going to stay in one? So they want to make sure they're kind of doubling down on what they're going to see. But you're right. Mm. Or you've got a bunch of vendors selling the exact same. Like, how many lightsaber vendors did we see this year? Like, I love lightsabers. There was like six wrong, of them just in the North shit. Building. And they're all selling the exact same sabers. There's no difference yeah. between any of the sabers. They're all advertised with neons and pixels and all this stuff. So do we really need that many people selling the exact same thing? I, I, I mean, the Fan Expo is going to take your money and give you a booth. I'm sure they're going to do that. They're not going to be like, no, please, sir, keep your money. We don't want that. For your booth there but still it's anyways now we just sound like angry old dudes like this isn't js we got to get out of this mode can we get into something a little more cheery please before we sign off for the evening because we have been on for an hour and 15 now guys so we're probably going to start winding it down now because old man's got to get his beauty sleep uh i i do i mean i i want to talk about luke skywalker because out of all your cosplays i feel like luke skywalker is the only one that you've got not one not two. I don't believe you have three. I believe you have four Lukes. I do have four. <laughs> four. Clearly, the Luke character speaks to you on a certain level. Luke Skywalker cosplays. Yeah. Yeah, I think as a kid, like Luke Skywalker is my favorite. Um, X-wing, uh, and then Snow Spear Pilot was kind of a big, huge favorite of mine. Um, Hoth. Uh, Hoth Luke was also huge as a, when I was a kid. That was like you know whenever winter time, you always I ha remember having a beige jacket as a kid and just being like, oh my god, I'm Luke Skywalker, right? Like it was so cool. Um, yeah, it, big huge fan of Luke, and you know, I I don't know if I'll do any more. Well, what four is not enough. You got to clear. We got to get to it even like half dozen. Version or the Mando version, but um, but oh, yeah, yeah, the all black, yeah, 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 the all black is pretty dope, yeah, the Jedi, lie. the Return of the Jedi Return style, the Jedi one, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have the Stormtrooper costume, so I could do, Luke oh, yeah, with, yeah, you totally could, uh, helmet on, so oh, that'd be hilarious, that. actually. You this. are a little tall for uh, Luke Stormtrooper, but. <laughs> uh, so this is the one that you debuted at Fan Expo this year, yes. Yes. That we're looking at now. So for you guys that are uh, only listening to this, so this is your Bespin Luke? This is my Bespin Luke. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. So it has that subtle kind of almost like a camo pattern on it. It's all weathered. Yeah, I think is that what it is? It's just the weathering yeah, that I'm looking at that I'm seeing? Yeah. If you go back one, you think you can see it a little clearer. Uh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, now I see it now. Yeah, it's sort of like he's at that point when he's fighting uh, Darth Vader. Right. In Cloud City, and he's his, there's a bunch of terrors that have started. and Yeah. That's dope. How long did it take you to put that one together? 
this was one that sat for five years. So I started and then had to wait for pieces and back and forth and damn. Just took a while to get everything together. But no, that's fair. The know, wig yeah, is the wig is really good, by the way. It really or, is. It takes like a year to get it. Um, yeah. So and we don't don't tend to see a lot of Luke's at conventions. We see a ton of stormtroopers and like we see a ton of Bible firsts. Yeah. But even Rebel Legion members, you see a lot of Anakins, you see a lot of Padmes, you see a lot of, of characters, but even Hans you see a yeah. little bit of, but Luke's you don't tend to see a lot of. You don't see a lot of. In the States you see more, there's a few, but there's not a lot. Like, like you're right, there's definitely not a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. We've been on for an hour and feel, holy cow, it's already... Uh, hour and 16 minute we've been on um before we go is there anything you want to pitch yeah jeff's got to get to bed he's uh actually you're off tomorrow Where you no you're not off tomorrow no, you're actually tomorrow. Working. Are you kidding me you got a big day tomorrow actually yeah, we you're gotta... actually not going to bed after the con you're uh, after the your day you're going to the con i sure am to meet up with rob i sure am uh to set up the booth yeah um so it's gonna be a long day for you this year like is like size of what you had at Fan Expo? So, uh, oh, roughly, yeah, probably roughly. close to. It's about the same size we had at London last year, but an extra ten feet. Instead of the the change room being part of the booth, they've got the whole booth and then the change room on top of that. So, yeah, it's a little bit bigger than we had last year for London. London loves us, man. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. we have a fun time at this that con, and and you know, it's 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 not a massive con, but it's still a good size con, right? It's not yeah. like. You know, we, I've been to some of these smaller ones, and they're fun, but the ambiance is not the this same. This is my right? first time going to London, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, what it's a mid-level. Like, it's not as big as Toronto, but it's not as small as, like, some little, like, it's not like an awesome toy show or whatever or a mm. Bond con. It's definitely bigger than those, but it's not as big as, like, a Toronto or a right. or a Niagara Falls kind of thing. So, Who was the Mando last mm. year? Was that Sean? Probably was Dean. Dean uh, Reed, Reed, Reed was there last year in his Mando. And Reed's yeah, Mando's no, good there too, was so. a super tall person in a Mando, another oh, six, two, six, three, six, four tall that person. Was probably Dean, who has Dean's a, not that tall. Dean's a little shorter than me. There, oh, there might have been sure my size. Around, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Keep track of your Mandos, JS. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a there's some good Mandos out there these days. Like, you know, as time goes by, you're seeing more and more really good Mandos. I mean, yeah, there's People three of us. The character. Uh, Bible first for for the Canadian garrison. Um, mm -hmm. And those at the cons. I mean, all yeah, I got a, I got attacked by them at Fan Expo last year when I brought Cobb Vance uh, out for the first time. They were like, "That dude, we want a picture with that guy." Yeah, and two of them were like, the one guy wasn't even. He was in his regular like his button down or whatever. He's like, "I'm going to be in my Mando at three o'clock. Can you please come back so we can get pictures together?" <laughs> He's like, "You're the best one of these I've seen." I was like, "Yeah, man, of course. I got nothing else." Yeah. No, that wasn't Fan Expo. I think that was Toronto Comic Con. That was Toronto. That was Toronto yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first 21. one back. The first yeah, twenty one. Yeah, we were all wearing yeah, masks. Seeing yours and, stuff, so. and being like, "Wow, that's that's freaking awesome." Yeah, yeah. that was good. I yeah, was, that was kind of blown away by that. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. So one of these days line up together. Oh no, hundred percent. I love wearing it. And and I, it's funny because I went out for dinner last week. I just went to Red Lobster or whatever. And the waiter bringing my food over stopped me and he's like, you look like an actor. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And he was like, no, no, no. You look like Timothy Oliphant. And I was like, 
dude, I'll take that all day long. No problem. But you do, though. You well, kind of do. that specific, and I think, because I've seen Justified, and I've seen other things he's been in, and I, and I don't think, but when that episode, when that first, I think it's the premiere episode, no, the second season, the first episode of the second season, when that came out, I had like, 30 messages in my inbox and like DMing me like you're gonna do this right this is this one you're gonna do because he looks just like you I was like he he doesn't he's way better looking than I am but I am absolutely gonna do that and uh, Miss Megan helped me out with that she made the the custom shirt for me she found the material and we did that we put are you ever gonna do the boba armor I'm yes for sure yeah no question uh I'm waiting to see if he does make some sort of return because of course at the end of the book of Boba Fett he's getting worked on so I want to make sure like if he comes out and he's got like some fucking mechanical like I would rather do whatever the current version is yeah fair of, enough because he's fair never going to be in the armor again so it's True. one of those like anyways digression all- sorry yeah, but I think work. you got a long way there yeah a little yeah a little bit I know if he even ever comes back who knows right like yeah. oh he'll come back don't worry I about so. that I hope so He'll come Anyways. back. He's a great, fa- fantastic character. Everybody loves him. We're going to see him again. Yeah, no question. Uh, Christina, anything that you want to pitch? Any socials? Anything that you want people to see or know yeah. about? Sure, Creations on Instagram. If you guys want to follow me there, that's great. Always love to have new followers. Yeah, go yeah, check her out. You're doing if you're not following yeah. Christina on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come yeah. On now. Go, go look yeah. at her stuff because it's bonkers. If you're into Halloween, you can follow Ravenwood Asylum on on uh, on uh, Facebook. I've been too yeah, late. It's got an Instagram account, but yeah, it's Ravenswood, Ravens S Wood, correct? If I remember, I turned it off now. Ravenwood, yeah, Ravenwood Asylum. Ravenwood Asylum on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, and we're gonna see you on Sunday. And I'm going to be there on Sunday. I'll come out and hang yeah, out. Yeah, sure you come and say hi and hang out. And, you know, especially with your Mando. You know, people are going to be freaking out when you come out in your Mando. So, you know. Yeah, I, I want, want to hang out. Some, uh, some stuff signed. So, you know, I'll swing by and maybe we can coordinate going up and shooting yes, that. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we'll come up in Predators while you're getting your... <laughs> that'll, get <laughs> the, that'll get attention. <laughs> your predators. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, also, funny enough, guys, if you didn't know, we're going to be at the Northern National in Windsor on uh, – uh, do you remember the dates, Jeff? Uh, that one is September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. There you go. Um, and right out in the hallway, right on the other side of the door from our booth, it's going to be Brian Prince, who was – I think his name is Brian Prince, who's the predator from – I want to say Predator 2. Either way, we're going to get to meet another Predator. That's pretty cool. That weekend. So that'll be cool as well. Jeff? Uh, yeah, no, I think you've covered it. Yeah, London Comic Con this weekend, Windsor. And then, yeah, so uh, Renaissance uh, Fair. That's just one to do. But on October, mm-hmm, let me double check on this one second. I should have had my ducks in a row. And here my ducks are all just running all over the place. And willy-nilly i believe it's october 14th october 14th saturday october 14th in chatham is Crowfest. so uh i will be hosting the costume contest on that saturday so i believe it's from one to four uh come on out uh it's a great old time and i think steve is going to be there with me uh, i think we're kind of co-hosting the contest it should be a good time 
so it's Crowfest on the 14th. So the 13th and the 15th, I'll be doing the Renaissance Fair. And then I'm going to be shooting a short film the next weekend, also in Chatham. And then I think finally that's fucking it because I'm so done and mm. burnt out. So, yes. So that's that's the, the order of progression. So after October, like November, December, January, February, I'm just taking all that time off. We're not coming back until March in Toronto. Mm. We'll be back and bigger than better than ever. But until then, I'm going to work on some projects. because some stuff in the works. I'm not ready to spill any beans on that yet, but starting to put some pieces together and see what we're going to come up with for next year for a, a bigger build costume, which I haven't done in a while. So inspired mm -hmm. by uh, someone that we have on the podcast here. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what we can do. So, yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th, Friday, October 13th, uh, me and Rob are going to be at the Deadly Grounds Cafe. Yeah. And Jason and Michael Myers. Sweet. Uh, we're going to be there for a couple hours from five to, you know, seven or eight or however long they'll endure our shenanigans. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then I think that for me anyway, is going to be the last event for this year. Um, yeah. Christina, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. How, I mean, how has it taken two years? Is what yeah, I, I don't. Know. Why did we wait so long? Yeah. Thank you very much. No, no, no. Anytime. Please come back. I will. Absolutely. Thanks. You are definitely welcome anytime. Like I said, we'll see you on Sunday. Yes. For everybody watching, if you haven't clicked that subscribe button, please take two seconds to click the subscribe button. It really, really, really helps us out. The like button doesn't hurt either. You know, if you're all still watching, I see there's still a bunch of you watching right now. I expect to see at least that many likes <laughs> when we're out of here. Because, again, it costs you absolutely nothing. Nothing. It helps propagate the podcast through the YouTube verse. If you are listening to the podcast on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, come and give us a follow anyway on, on, on YouTube. Uh, Geeks & Co. on YouTube. We do a lot of videos, after shows, geek builds, geek tests. God, we do all sorts of stuff. So come and check us out. That is going to be it for this week. Might have a special guest next week that we're not going to talk about right now, but keep your eyes out because I'm really, really excited about this one. But make sure you stay geeky. And we'll see you this weekend at London Comic Con. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now, make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.